Welcome to their sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Hello. Happy weekend. Happy weekend indeed. Oh man, is it a weekend? We got we got sports are back. We got we got Stanley Cup playoffs. We got uh the NBA conference finals. We have uh MLB last days of the regular season, and we are in week three of the NHL. And uh, week uh, four to something of uh, college football. That's too many sports. And the <laughs> UCI World Championships. UCI? The, the, yeah, the, the United Cycling International. Oh, I didn't know what that stood for. Cause I was really, American. really torn between just plowing right through what Joel said or waiting for you to ask about it and having Joel explain. There we go. It was well, a really good one. It was. It's like, oh man, I should have just plowed right through. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. You guys, I'll forgive you. You guys didn't watch the the Dutch pro Anna van Vanderbergen win both the time trial and the road race. Nope. That's Missed that me? one. Well, just not you. just you. Uh, just you on this <laughs> podcast. I'm sure there are other people somewhere who are enjoying cycling. Oh, you know, man. I think we should all look out for Joel's spinoff podcast, the Cycling, Cycling, Cycling <laughs> podcast. So, so all of these like uh, funny cycling zinger one-liners that I wrote uh, aren't going to be as applicable. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Oh well. But we, but we have a big uh, uh, guy on, and he's kind of been uh, kept in the shadows. I'm going to say this was a big story earlier this week. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Whoa. Tyrod Taylor. Got a got a pain killing injection into his uh, his rib cage, you know, mm-hmm. maybe like a little core zone there, and mm-hmm. uh, the the doctor punctured his lung. Oh dear, that's yeah, uh, yikes. Yeah, that is near the rib cage, but uh, but I imagine it was no longer a pain killing injection when he did that. Yeah, the rib no, cage it's a is pain causing to, injection. It's yeah. supposed to protect the lungs among the other <laughs> organs beneath them. Yeah, you would think a doctor would know that. Apparently this does happen. I have seen some headlines that this does happen. It's in like it's in like one percent of injections this can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and doctors are usually supposed to give you that you know that hey there's a chance this could happen. But I mean if you're an NFL team doctor and you're given an injection, what are the odds you're reading the guy his Miranda rights? You know what are the odds <laughs> yeah. that you're actually doing like you're just you're probably just being like I gotta do this because the guy in the other room that MCL who boy <laughs> yeah. so. We'll get you this injection, and then I'm gonna go tear with this deal with this ligament that yeah. whoo, shredded, shredded. Oh, right. Sorry, Tyrod. Does your side kind of hurt? <laughs> I've got I got a, a guy real in that room. Injury to go. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but he he. We have the doctor on the show today to talk about it. He's not given any quotes. Oh, the coach has been very supportive of him, saying it happens. So have other people. But we have Doctor Hewitt who gave the injection to Tyrod Taylor to, uh, I guess he's going to clear the air, I hope. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope. That is, That's a lot of air to clear. Yeah, that is quite the scoop, because his, his name had not been released to the public, so we're getting it first. And, uh, Phil, we got a wide world of weird sports? You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, New England Patriots update, watch update. 
New England Patriots update watch update brought to you by America is a country. Robert Kraft beats handjob rap when judge rules video inadmissible. Oh. Wow. Subheadline, judge also rules the video unrated, uncut, and uncalled for. Now, sub, when, when you say, continue. Sub, subheadline, despite having no bearing on the case, ESPN article makes sure to mention Kraft is a widower. Oh. Phew. Yeah. yeah good, good thing we know that. <laughs> I mean, so they didn't talk about okay. how he's had a long, he's been in a relationship with his new girlfriend basically for years, but <laughs> they did not mention that, but they made sure to tell us that he's a widower. Yeah. Yikes. Wonder who got that snuck in there. <laughs> uh, so when you say uh, you started at the beginning, you said he beat his hand job rap. Now yeah. that's R-A-P as in like in a court of law and not W-R-A-P, like some sort of nice uh uh you know like uh uh you know kelp rap that they put on there before they give you your your happy ending i'm gonna let you listen to the rest of the piece and use clues of context to determine that oh that's okay. smart that's the only oh. way he'll learn yeah you know i probably didn't even need to ask that question huh <laughs> in many ways robert Kraft is your average american who owns a football team he's old overweight over white and needs a little something more than sex with a monogamous partner to get anything close to an actual erection. Yeah. That that tragedy aside, Kraft and his legal team scored a big win this week despite the Patriots recording a big loss against the Seahawks. Mm. Florida prosecutors dropped their messy misdemeanor charge against Robert Kraft on Thursday. The reason? Courts blocked the use of the video that shows him paying for and receiving two hand jobs. What's the reason why they would block that? It seems like a pretty key piece of evidence. Courts well, are always blocking handjob videos these days. Tale as old as time. Just another rich guy using the cover of the Fourth Amendment to avoid the consequences of his actions. Right. Um, Wait, so he wouldn't let uh, any soldiers be boarded at his home, and that's how he he avoided... Search and seizure is fourth, Joel. Oh, oh, okay. I gotcha. Did you really get that wrong or were you doing a bit? Because you know your amendments. I was doing a bit. Okay, okay. Okay, no, this is not the one about quartering British soldiers, Joel. I can't remember which one that is, but I knew it wasn't four. Okay, making sure. Okay, so basically the Florida District Court of Appeals found that the police violated the rights of Kraft and other handjob enthusiasts when they secretly installed uh, video cameras inside the massage rooms at the completely legitimately named Orchids of Asia Day Spa. Yikes. Um, And so the court blocked the use of the footage at trial. Hey, Jordan, let's be really clear here. I've seen the names of a lot of day spas, and while I can't confirm which ones are legitimate and which one aren't, you know, unless they're all handjob places, Orchids of Asia's really not, not that out of line. I don't know. I, I think I think it, I think it tips itself off a little bit. It's just I guess it's yeah. It's it's hard to look at any day spa and then not imagine it being a hand job joint. So, yeah, this is true. But so the court blocked uh, the use of the video footage at trial, which was the only evidence the prosecutors had. But in fairness, it was really good evidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the evidence. Yeah. No, no. The problem now, Phil, you run it. Why? It's basically because they installed the cameras and the cameras taped people who both were getting actual massages and the people who violated the law. Oh. 
So because of this surveillance, the courts ruled this inadmissible, and the prosecutors were just sort of like, oh, damn it, that was was it. That was the whole case. So if the NSA does it, it's admissible, but if a (laughs) private company does it, it's not. Okay. Right, and the NSA wouldn't help out with this one. Boo. Uh, Kraft's attorneys have already filed a motion asking that the recordings be destroyed so that they never be released to the public. Please, TMZ, do a public service for once. <laughs> you helped uh, us out with that other owner. Yeah. Uh, it, because and here's the thing, and I feel like I speak for everyone here. Uh, Phil and Joel, uh, I, you tell me if I don't, but Kraft has enough lawyers and money to plead down any charge or pay any fine. Right, we know yeah. that. Even if he was sure. guilty, right, he yeah. wouldn't have served any time. It would, whatever punishment would have been easily done. However, well, the only if what? he did serve time, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would give him hand jobs in prison. I don't think that's how prison works, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have something backwards I, there. I, but I didn't mean that that would be the goal of him going to prison. I'm just saying that incidental to him being in prison. <laughs> How do you think prison works, Joel? What is going yeah. on? What, is, what movies are you watching? Yeah, I don't know. I saw Shawshank Redemption, and I and I watched The Night Of, and it, it seemed like a lot of rape, but not a lot of hand jobs given to people. Whoa, whoa. Just because they're not depicting the more introspective inmates who might want to have, like, a more, you know, in-depth relationship with the person that they're giving and receiving hand jobs from... I don't know why you know, I'm entertaining this. Oh, just <laughs> yeah, because. I don't know why you are either. There's no winning here. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I think I speak for us when I say the only real thing that could hurt Robert Kraft is damage to his reputation. Right. That's the only thing. Someone that rich, that's the only thing you can hurt him. And, and knowing that he paid for a hand job does some damage, right? Mm-hmm. But really, do, doing some damage would be having a video of a fat old man breathing so hard you'd think he's on the verge of a well-earned heart attack mm-hmm. as he's jerked off in a dingy room. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's I mean, it. Be- I don't want to watch it, but I want to know that it's out there. I want, I want to be sure, and I don't want to blur. I don't want blurs or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the lady can be blurred, but I want Robert Kraft not pixelated, and I don't know where he shot. Maybe he splooshed on his own damn face. Yeah, <laughs> that feels like, like a video capture that is meme ready. That's gonna be like the opposite of the uh, the porn you see where. <laughs> It's like the guy's face will be not blurred and the women will be. Will Kraft face punishment from the NFL? Well, that'll be up to someone Robert Kraft employs, Roger Goodell. Previously, the NFL has set a really uh, low bar for punishing his players. Basically, being innocent in the eye of the court doesn't necessarily mean you didn't violate the league's uh, conduct policies. Yeah. Mm. Well, the policy is against having a news story about you potentially doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but 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 Kraft is Goodell's boss, and doctors have compared Goodell's spine to that of a ninety-year-old with osteoporosis. Mmm. And I mean, very that's much. More, that's more spine than I'd give him. That's and it will see and very much like an underweight senior with osteoporosis. Goodell is subject to be taken whichever way the wind blows. I compare his spine to that of a trilobite. <laughs> New England Patriots update watch update. New England Patriots update watch update brought to you by America. We're the good guys. 
News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. College basketball bubble watch update. College basketball bubble watch update brought to you by... Bubble tape. It's six feet of bubble gum for you, not them. (laughs) College basketball non-conference tip-off tournaments to be played in bubble conditions. Subheadline, in long-awaited move, the AP Style Guide formally removes the dash and student from student-athlete. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so a uh, quick, quick background for Phil and any other sports outsiders. Uh, college basketball's postseason, the March Madness, is controlled by the NCAA. It's the best playoff in all sports. Right. This is different than college football, where the postseason is outsourced to shady nonprofits with names like Arizona Sports and Entertainment Commission to hold bowl games in cities like Tucson. However, college basketball has long wanted in on some of that action. Right? I mean, the the amount of corruption that they're giving up by not having a bowl system in college basketball is appalling, really. It's it's foolish. and So they want that, and college basketball fans want exciting early season matchups. So the past 15 to 20 years have seen a proliferation of early season tournaments between different teams, all non-conference in exotic locales to pit high-profile teams against each other, sell vacation packages to middle-upper-middle-class dads, middle-upper-middle-class dads we'll go with, and give families that struggle with family time over Thanksgiving an alternative to college football. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they have all these tournaments to bring, uh, like I said, like, you know, you'd have, like, uh, a tournament in Maui, and it'd be like Michigan State, Duke, Wichita State, and UCLA. You see what I'm saying, Phil? How do you get... uh... Uh, how, how do you get the lesser teams to show up? You put it in Maui. <laughs> there exactly. we go. Exactly. So, so uh, anyway, but this year, COVID, obviously. So instead of exotic locales, all tournaments will be played in bubbles. Hey, hey, arguably, if I had told you around this time last year, be oh, they're going to play them in these isolated bubbles, you'd go, wow, that's an exotic location. <laughs> Well, the ESPN article about this reads, quote, ESPN is planning to move at least eight of its men's college basketball events to the ESPN Wide World of Sports property at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, conference and team sources told ESPN. Mm. Conference and team sources told ESPN. That's a weird thing to say because ESPN owns and operates all eight of these early season tournaments. <laughs> Yikes. And this was from their website. So couldn't you just say, like, you know, you know, I talked to Thad, and who's a VP <laughs> of, you know, event planning, and uh, we're moving the tournaments. Like, you really need to go. Uh, this still, to... by putting it that way, Jordan, it makes it seem like ESPN is still a news organization. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now, now, this move makes sense. The ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex not, I almost said Wide World of Weird Sports Complex. I know. You're goddamn they're, right you did. They're <laughs> awfully close to getting a cease and desist lawyer from the Sports 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 <laughs> podcast there. So it's, it's, it's in Orlando, and that's where uh, they hosted and are still hosting the NBA bubble. And they've been doing it quite well. Mm. So this is where, in Orlando, bracketology will meet bubbleology, get married, and both decide to use hyphenated names. That's going to be hell on little Preston when he gets to middle school, but whatever. Yeah. So Not the to tournaments teachers Sorry. year after year are going to have to try and keep spitting that one out. Oh, Preston, bracketology, bubbleology, yeah. present. 
so the tournaments that are moving. The Champions Classic, Charleston Classic, Myrtle Beach Invitational, NIT Season Tip-Off, Wooden Legacy, Orlando Invitational, Jimmy V Classic, and Diamond Head Classic. I can't All... help but no- notice how most of those are named using their location. Well, they're gonna be they're gonna be renamed, Joel, uh, respectively, to the Disney Champions Classic, Disney Classic, Disney Beach Invitational, Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> Goofy Legacy, <laughs> Disney Orlando Disney Invitational, Finding Nemo: A Cure for Cancer Classic, and Olaf's Destiny: A Frozen Story presents the Diamond Head Classic. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Now I wonder how they came up with all of these names on the fly like that. <laughs> you know this this intrepid ESPN reporter is just going to have to go to conference and team sources to find that out. Oh, yeah, I don't, yep, I don't know right. who he'd ask otherwise. He, he probably spent so long fact checking that first quote, he just couldn't get to it. <laughs> so the events are expected to begin on November 25th, which is the new start date of the college basketball season, and keep us all entertained while we're surfing that second wave. Mm. Mm. Uh. The teams and games as of now are expected to happen as they were scheduled. No new teams are being recruited to enter the bubble. However, this article notes that the uncertainty in the Pac-12 and Ivy League could change that. Uh, two, two things. I don't know how caring for the safety and well-being of its athletes got changed to uncertainty in the editing process. And, yeah, well, and two, is, that's, two that's I look... I looked at all the tournaments. No Ivy League teams are invited now. So I don't know how them canceling the season has any any bearing on any of these. I looked at all the, the people who are in them. There's no Ivy League teams. Huh. That's interesting. Nobody wanted the, the you know, excellent uh, academics of the Ivy League for these basketball tournaments. Tell you what, these middle, middle upper middle class dads uh, from the Ivy League... Got some money to spend on those vacation packages. It'd be there a smart move. There we go. Yeah, That's you know, the good stuff. And and really want to go places where they can talk about how their kid goes to an Ivy League school. <laughs> um, but it's not just those ESPN uh, tournaments that I mentioned that are moving to bubbles. The Maui Invitational. Joel, like I said, I feel like you're familiar with this one because I feel like this is one oh, that, wow. uh, that Michigan State's in a, a great deal. Oh, yeah, like every other year. Yeah. It's normally played in Hawaii, will now be held in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, dear. Yikes. No, no, here's the thing. I'm in the entertainment industry, and I'll tell you, since they started their generous film tax credit program, every movie that takes place in Hawaii has been filmed in Asheville, North Carolina. That makes sense. Classic Asheville for uh, Hawaii shooting. The Vancouver of the Southeast. But but still, (laughs) it's named after Ashes. You got a follow-up for that? I don't. Yeah, I thought... <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just saying, you, you thought you were going to Maui, and now, and obviously, we've all accepted a number of disappointments about 2020, but but it's literally well, like, named after ashes. There's no way that's good. I got I got a worse one for you here, Joel. Uh-oh. The, the, the Battle for Atlantis. This is normally played at the uh, Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas. Oh, wow. Nice. I mean, yeah. you don't get to come back, but you get to see it. Well, it's it's being moved. It's being recl. It's okay. It's not official. From the but... lost city of Atlantis. 
No, no. That, Atlantis is the name of the resort, Joel. Please don't oh. converge these two things. Don't conflate these things. Okay. It's normally right. played at a resort in the Bahamas. I was okay? about to say, Jordan, this would be a real bury the lead moment for News News News. It would. It would. No, no. This is this is a resort in, in the Bahamas. There's commercials for it. It okay. exists. Forget, you know what? Forget that I said Atlantis. <laughs> it's a basketball tournament that's played in the Bahamas and is nice. expected to be relocated to South Dakota. Wow. (laughs) I have been to both of those places now, and I would be very sad. If you're a bench player on one of those teams, and you don't really see the the court, and you're going to be playing now with COVID, and you thought you were going to be going to the Bahamas, and now you're going to South Dakota, quit. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. What are you doing? Yeah, the, the starters are going like, well, at least we get to play. You're like... Fuck you, Larry. But it's just great how like how they they managed to find like what's the opposite of Hawaii? <laughs> what's mm. the opposite of the Bahamas? Mm. Let's go as west or let's go as far east of Hawaii as we can. Let's go as far north from the Bahamas as we can. Whoa, <laughs> that's too far north. Okay, South Dakota. Minnesota? No, there'll be lakes. The water will remind them of an a- island. <laughs> College basketball bubble watch update. College basketball bubble watch update brought to you by... It's bubble tape. It's six feet of bubble gum. Eat it all in your mouth. Make a big goo ball. Joining us now on the podcast is Los Angeles Chargers team doctor, Dr. Hewitt. Hi, I'm... Hey, it's me, Dr. Hewitt. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello, doctor. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, Should we call you Hugh? No, please call me Dr. Hewitt. Okay. Well, Dr. My, uh, <laughs> my last name is Hewitt, so it wouldn't make a lot of sense to call me Hugh. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. All right. Unless it was Although like my first name is Hubert. <laughs> but I go by Hubert Hewitt, not Hugh Hewitt. Yeah. I, and I in any case, why. we should be calling him Dr. Joel. Please right. call me Dr. Hewitt. Dr. Hewitt, of course. Yes. So you're here because uh, you were giving a, a pain-killing injection to a starting quarterback of uh, Los Angeles Chargers, and uh, I don't know how this works. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna guess a little that maybe you went a little too deep or you missed the mark a little, and you punctured his lung, and now he's out uh, for for a few weeks here. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I am a glasses wearer. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I mean. Technically, we can't tell by your voice, but but I, I know what you mean, and yes. The amount yeah. of mouth breathing, I can tell you have a little bit of congestion, and yeah. I and I kind of you know, like prorated that or projected that out to the glasses, I should say. Yeah, I mean, generally, when you are uh, have a lot of recessive genes, like uh, allergies, <laughs> you also have poor eyes. Uh, and I am a walking recessive gene. Okay. Uh, Boy. So... <laughs> Yeah, I just gotta say, Doctor Hewitt, if if you were talking to a patient, this would be terrible bedside manner. No, I but I do not say this to patients. Yep. Well, that's good. Which is why they let me do injections on famous athletes. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yes, I am a glasses wearer. Right. Okay. So, and I'm also somebody who likes to give a hundred and ten percent. Oh, good. That's huh. I want. That's exactly what I want to hear out of my athletes and my doctors. Ooh, actually, yes. Jordan, I feel like 
from what we already understand about what happened, 110% is exactly what you don't want to give when you're putting an injection in the ribcage. I think he's talking about effort here, though, right? Is that correct, Doctor? Well, no, I also mean in terms of depth, needle depth. <laughs> what? Yeah. What, what are you saying? What, is that, what, what does that even mean, then? What? What? Well, well, a lot of people will do an injection into the ribs, and they'll just go in maybe an inch. I like to just go in 1.1 inches. Really? No, just, 110%. What is, what is the yeah. medical reasoning behind this decision? Oh, it's just I like to give 110%. There's really no medical reason. Okay, you're not going to tell yeah, me that like, I like to go a little deeper because actually that gets a little more into the tissue that needs the injection or it's going to react better. So there's really no scientific backing for this. No, let's do the tissue thing. I like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Dr. Hewitt, uh, yes. I got to be honest with you, though, because I feel like it's, it's, it's very interesting to me that you've taken – this old sort of saying that you've heard from a lot of coaches and, uh, and adopted it and gone to the, the, the degree that you've, you've actually measured and converted. Like you actually went 1.1 inches instead of one. Well, Joel, as I mentioned earlier, I'm also a glasses wearer. He's a glasses wearer. Yeah. Okay. Getting down to exactly 0.1 additional inches is very difficult for a glasses wearer. Okay. All right. So I might have given a bit more than 110% on this one. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. I think this is really important <laughs> to, to emphasize here. So you were aiming for 1.1 inches, which is yes. uh, a tenth of an inch longer than most people would have done this injection. But because yes, you were... 110% of a regular injection. Yes. Right. So you, <laughs> but you wear glasses, which can make reading measurements or maybe exact stuff uh, a bit difficult. So I want you to estimate... How much percent did you give Tyrod Taylor on this injection? Yeah. Oh, geez, it's hard to tell. From the from the police report, I would say I gave about five hundred percent. How long is this needle, Doctor? Oh, I like to use very long needles because I am a glasses wearer. <laughs> so smaller I, needles are just too too thin, hard too small. To see. Yeah, they're too they're too small. So, as a glasses wearer, I need very, very long needles. Uh, boy. And I used all of it. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. So, I yeah. have so many questions. The first being, uh, have you checked your prescription recently? Because, you know, it seems like a, the right pair of glasses might solve a lot of these problems. You know, I am getting older. I should probably, <laughs> I mean, I've had this prescription since I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so doctor. it might be, I, I may need to be a thicker glasses wearer. <laughs> I think you might, doctor, or, or yeah. at the very least you need to, you should, I mean, as someone who's in the medical profession, I think you would know the benefits of maybe a regular uh, optometrist appointment. Yeah, this is, I mean, I gotta be honest, this has been a real wake up and call. really, there's, there's more than one meaning of thick that applies here, so... Yeah. Well, tell me about this wake, wake up call, doctor. Are, are, are you are you seriously thinking about doing things differently or getting checked out or what? Yeah, I think there's two things I'm going to do differently. One is I think I'm going to finally get LASIK. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I now, someone at help. your age, now, you know, when you get LASIK at your age, you are going to need, you're, you're still going to be a, a glasses wearer for reading glasses. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm just prepping you. I'm yeah. just letting you know. 
No, I appreciate that. That's something that I could see somebody missing. So, also, and then, hey, hey, you but, might you might want to yeah. be really sure that your whole attitude about taking one hundred and ten percent is not shared by the person performing your LASIK. Yeah, because that would uh, that would make me what far sighted then. I yeah, don't that. I'm pretty yeah, sure ten yeah. percent when you're doing LASIK is is not okay. <laughs> Well, that's direction. the other side of it. I think that I'm going to cease to give 110% and just give regular 100%. Yep. It, I think, especially oh, I think in medicine, uh, you know, doing your best and, and very precisely measuring things is, is a good way to go. Yeah, that's really going to uh, upset uh, my uh, patients that are on pain pills, though. Yeah, I was actually They loved about it when I gave 110%. Yeah. Oh, I... so this is an across the... Can you give another example of, <laughs> I guess, maybe the pain pills, of an area where you gave 110% with your job? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I like to give uh, 1 in 10 people additional vaccines. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's maybe not the end of the world. I guess it's not great if it's a baby, but... Uh... Yeah. I like to, uh, whenever I have to make a cast, I just make it a little bit thicker. Okay. A little tighter. Yeah. Well, tighter's not great, but thicker's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. And then uh, when, I'm, when I'm taking out an organ, I'll just Uh-oh. take out a little bit of a neighboring organ. Oh, boy. Wait, uh, <laughs> is there a, a rationale for that, again, medicine-wise? Uh, no, just got to take that 10%. Yeah. Uh, so if you're removing a, a bad kidney, like let's say I got a bad kidney, but I'm good with one, you're going to remove the kidney and... A, ten, a lot of 10%, yeah. No, wait, yeah another... what? <laughs> Whatever's <laughs> around the kidney. <laughs> but okay, so, so not the other kidney, right? <laughs> no, it's, uh, what is that, the liver? A spleen? Yeah. I mean, I mean I was you're the doctor. Say, you can actually it's remove not the brain, that's higher. the liver. But... But with other organs, moving like 10% of them is kind of like moving 100, I think. You know what I mean, Doc? So you're saying that I'm giving an additional 100%. Oh, uh, that's not, oh. I think, I think you don't want to go down this road, Joel. I think this yeah, is a bad idea. I don't think idea. you want to go down this road. Like, I'm trying I, to. I want to help. Not, this is my wake-up call. I want to help, but I feel like I'm definitely not going to. Yeah. Well, well Doctor. I don't think you are. Thank you very much for coming on today. I guess, you know, just before we let you go, is there any other changes you think you're going to make based on this wake-up call? Yeah, I I would say I think this interview went on about 10% too long. (laughs) Hard to disagree with you. Thank you very much, Dr. Hewitt. You're welcome. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Oh, it's Wide World of Sports! Everybody loves Wide World of Sports! Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, Heavy Combat. Hmm. Ooh, uh, I I really hope this is a sport. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do too. Combat is... <laughs> sports are traditionally sort of a cultural expression of the combat instinct. Well, Heavy Combat is a combat sport developed by the Society for Creative Anachronism, or the SCA, in which participants in protective body armor compete in mock combat. Okay. Okay. I was I thought it was going to be another movie day, so Wait I'm glad it's a sport. <laughs> Anachronisms in the in the the acronym? 
Yeah, anachronism is the A in SCA. Hmm. Uh, they have uh, inter- individual tournaments inspired by forms of historical combat and tournament combat practiced in medieval Europe. Oh, wait. Gr- oh, wait. So this is like guys getting swords and just wailing on each other. Yeah. This yeah. is That's amazing. That's the A. That's the anachronism. Yeah. 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 I'm in for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, groups also compete under supervision in group battles, which may approximate uh, historically real combat using SCA-approved safe weapons. It's nerf and, or nothing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, combats are are combats are performed under the watch of marshals to maintain safety. It is variously considered a combat sport, a contact sport, or a form of martial art. Hmm. Yep. The so slang this, term. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. So is this like a real life version of LARPing? Yeah, but it's like a more a more of a contest. Yeah. You know? So it's an Sometimes actual battle using, using they don't want to hurt anyone, but this is an actual battle or actual fight using old weapons. Exactly. Well, exactly. You say, Jordan, but I got to say I watched a LARPing documentary and at one point one of the kids was talking about how practicing with his dopey fake sword was helping him lose weight. There you go. And I was like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> takes all kinds, but Anybody hey, however you get your really exercise. Yeah. However you get your exercise. Exactly. Yep. The slang term heavy is used to distinguish this from light combat, now almost exclusively referred to as rapier combat. <laughs> whoa. 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 No, Joel, you know what they mean, the weapon. Come on. Oh, don't go there. Oh, okay. So this yeah. is like, so like not, basically they're saying not fencing. Exactly. It's not fencing. It's like. Uh, you're, you're coming to blows with shields and, and armor. Oh, they get shields too? Oh, of course they do. They get everything you get in medieval combat. Oh, this is awesome. See, Jordan, this is what everyone only watches like movies, but it's like actual sword fights. It's mostly about the shield, or at least it was. Right. Right. True. I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, participants use armor and weapons specified by SCA standards and rules. Weapons are made from rattan rather than steel for added safety. Uh, I brought my sword from home. That was that was a mistake, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> killed a bunch of people. <laughs> when you guys what were is, screaming, it was about this, huh? Yeah, what okay. Is rat- what, what is rattan exactly? Uh, it still hurts. It's still wood, right? Isn't rattan still a form of wood? I think so. Maybe like, uh, is it what they use for like the kendo swords? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So in that case, it's like bamboo, I think. Yeah, you'd still, you'd feel it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the fighting is a full speed, near full force, full contact competition between two or more combatants designated or designed to resemble medieval combat dueling or melees of up to 2,000 participants. Oh, oh, wow. 2,000? Yeah. That'd be fun to watch. I would yeah, love be to a lot watch of that. fun to watch. Actually, yeah. I, I imagine yeah. after like 20 minutes, it'd be a bunch of very tired men in armor sort of leaning on each other. But <laughs> yeah, that's but probably I, I true. I keep watching, yeah. <laughs> While SCA heavy combat is relatively new compared to other more established martial activities, with the first tournaments held in 1966, I'm sorry, it has real evolved- quick, can we go back to, to better established martial activities? You mean like yeah. war? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Like war. Yeah, that sport. Have I ever done war as a wide world sport? I should. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. It has now evolved into a large worldwide combat form with thousands of active participants in Poland, Canada, USA, Germany, Austria, Finland, da-da-da. There's a whole bunch. <laughs> lot, well, yeah. They, they say global, but they mean a lot of white people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go to a little bit of, uh, of uh, criticism. So there's a number of issues with SCA armored combat sometimes criticized, including the honor system. Oh, I wonder. That's right. When you get hit, you have to die. There. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, so it's basically you, you can't act like you didn't get tagged. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I got you. I got you. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Then what put that dent in your helmet? Oh, bird. <laughs> yeah. Low flying bird. Uh, people also criticize the mixture of periods. People are having armor and weapons from different periods they're fighting with. I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say those people are sort of being jerks. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like, yeah. Damn purists. That, that's a great point. If there's uh, a huge availability of armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but back True. in the real world where there's like fucking none of it. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> and then authenticity. There's certain uh, blows that are not in, uh, allowed, including thrusts to the face, which would have been used in real combat. Yeah. I imagine that's one of the better ones in real combat. <laughs> sure. That one, I think it would be very, very effective. So no face stabbing. Yeah. Nope, no face stabbing. And that brings it on to another wide world of a weird sport. So even though it's only retained, if you face stab, it'll probably still hurt a lot. Podcast Town. This brings you a close another sports. 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 Podcast. But before we go, we're going to ask Dr. Hewitt uh, to come back and read our contact information for you. Oh, uh, yes. Hello. Uh, oh, reading is going to be tough with my thick glasses. Well, just uh, try your best. Okay. Uh, you can grind us on Twitter <laughs> by going to uh, Twitter. Uh, oh, jeez. You can find so us on Twitter. I've, Twitter, I think, is what you're reading Oh, there. that makes more sense. That makes more sense. You know what? I'm just going to do it from memory because I've listened to your podcast religiously. Oh, uh, thank you. Twitter is twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Oh, yeah. And then you can find it on Facebook, facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. And then all of the episodes are at anchor.fm slash sports the number three podcast. If you want to give 110%, yeah. make sure to like and follow and subscribe and everything on all those platforms. All right. 1.1 times. Well, uh, you were so close to really using that phrase appropriately, but, uh... Yep. Yeah. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. My all-face-stabbing form of martial arts might be past its time. Bye, Bye Joel. Bye, Joel.